Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. One source says if one parent is alcoholic, there's a one in four chance that their child will become an alcoholic. Well, both Kerry's parents were alcoholics, so how did she go? Kerry shares her story. Well, when I was growing up, I, uh, I grew up in Sydney and I was the eldest of three children. I had two brothers and I grew up in an alcoholic family. My dad was a recovering alcoholic and my mum was an active alcoholic and a manic depressive. Wow. And life was quite difficult. I think from an early age, I carried a veil of shame and secrecy. From how old? Uh, well, I, c- I can even remember as, as far back as preschool, wow. walking in and just feeling like I just had to cover everything up and hide the fact that my mum was an alcoholic and that she was drinking and what was going on in our family. Um, when I was seven, I that, that was actually a pivotal moment in my life because I actually witnessed my mum being electrocuted. Oh, no. And she actually came back to life, but at that point in my life... I, a terrible fear of death and and doom and gloom and despair set in. I can imagine. Then when I was nine, we were on holidays and we were at a caravan, um, caravan cabins type thing at Port Macquarie and I was molested by the son of the owner of the caravan park. Oh, no. And... At that time, um, you, we didn't have credit cards to give, you know, if we did a runner. So then you just gave your name and address and phone number. And my mum and dad took me to the police. And they said, we wouldn't advise you bringing your daughter back here for court cases and laying charges. I think you should just take her home. So they did what they thought was best, and that was take me back home. But going back home with me was the knowledge that this person had my address and a fear that would stay with me for many years that he was going to track me down and kill me. Oh, no. So I lived in terror from, from that day on. And I was also going through, I was bullied at school and I just started to feel more and more isolated and different to the other kids because I didn't think anybody had this type of stuff going on in their family. Yeah. Then when I was 10... I actually had a nervous breakdown. My mum and dad took me to a psychiatrist because they didn't know what else to do and that psychiatrist put me on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication. Right. And then that started an addiction for me because I had a way out from pain. So whenever things would get too painful, I would just self-medicate at the age of 10, 11, 12, 13, 14... And then when I was 15, I started drinking alcohol and that's when everything really ramped up to a next, to the new level. Oh dear. And so what was happening? What happened? Uh, I couldn't stop at one drink and I thought that I would be able to control it. From the, from the first day I picked up my first drink, I drank to oblivion. I could never stop at one drink. I ended up paralytic every time I drank. Yeah. My behaviour started to deteriorate. I I lost more confidence and I had no self-esteem and I started self-harming. I would smash my head into walls because I hated myself so much. Really? I became abusive towards people that I loved. I couldn't maintain relationships. And my mum had stopped drinking by this stage and they, they were trying to help me. And what age was uh, I was 16 when they first said to me, you've really got a problem. And I attracted a lot of abusive people.
people into my life. Um, I, I absolutely hated myself with a passion. I had no no sense of self worth or self esteem left, and I was life was really hopeless. But the only thing that I had to help me was alcohol and drugs, and so I kept doing that till I was eighteen. And then this particular day, I woke up and I just lost all the will to live and I'd actually been suicidal from the age of 15 to 18 but I just never had the courage to kill myself and I just used to wish every day that I was dead and when I was 18 this particular day I just really hit rock bottom and I decided that morning that I was going to take my life and just as I was about to do it I heard the voice of God say don't do it if you hang on a bit longer you'll find happiness one day really and I, I picked up the phone and I rang somebody from Alcoholics Anonymous and I said, I really need help. And when I think, when I look now at, the, at what God's done in my life and the fact that I nearly stopped that and nearly took my life away right then, just absolutely breaks my heart. Did you have a faith at all up until that time? I'd grown up in a Catholic environment. My mum didn't believe in anything really, my dad was a Catholic. Right. So I had a faith to a degree, but it, but it was more, I had a, a faith in a God of fear. So when you heard this voice, was that by you, when you were by yourself or when? I was by myself, in wow. standing in the kitchen. Was it an audible voice or in yeah, your heart? Yeah, it, like, it, was, it was like an audible voice, you know. I, I, I just, just remember those words so clearly, if you hang on a bit longer... Don't do it, you'll find happiness one day. Every day I woke up since I started drinking or for longer before that that I can remember, I used to see people out in the street and they were smiling and all I wanted was to be happy. And every day I woke up with a black cloud of depression just hanging over my head and I didn't know what it was like to live a life without being in the fog of depression. I also got into another relationship that was quite abusive Who I, and I stayed with that person for three years. I actually had come to a point of hating myself so much that I believed that that's what I deserved. About six months after I left that relationship, I met my husband, who I've now been with for 29 years. I was very violent in our relationship. I was extremely jealous. I was riddled with fear and I was riddled with anger. And I came to a point where I just fell on my knees and I said, God, if you're, if you're really there, can you please take these emotional problems away from me? And if you do, I'll go back to church, but I don't want to go back to the Catholic church. Right. I, I went to an AA meeting and I met a girl there she said to me, what are you doing in the morning? And I said, I'm on my honeymoon. And she said, do you want to come to church? I went home that night and I was sleeping and I was really excited about going to church the next morning and I felt someone wake me up with a tap on my wrist and I sat up in my bed and I, as I woke, I had my hand stretched out and I was reaching out, calling out the name of Jesus. And I was like, what was that? And I, I looked and my husband was asleep on the left-hand side and I actually really believed that Jesus came into my room that night to go, hey, I am real. I, I really can change your life. Wow. And when I woke up, I just couldn't wait to get to church in the morning. I was so excited. I'd never had a spiritual experience like that before. Wow. 
Well, I gave, I gave, I, I said, yes, Jesus, come in and take control of my life. Amazing. My life is beyond my wildest dreams. I'm so glad that I never took away my life when I was 18. Since, since you know, I've had Jesus in my life, I've had a hope that's never left me. I've had a peace that's never left me. The shame has all gone. My relationship with God now, you know, I have no shame anymore. I haven't had a drink or a drug for 33 years. Wow. That's our guest, Kerry. Today, she's an addictions behaviour specialist and counsellor. If you'd like to get in touch with Kerry, then send us an email. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go to salvos.org.au slash radio.